0: This episode of Real Trail Talk is brought to you by Green Door Vineyard and Winery, located in the picturesque Ferguson Valley. As a special offer for Real Trail Talk listeners, if you use the promo code Trail Talk, all one word, you will receive 10% off your first order. You can make your online order at greendoorwines.com.au. Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I am Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better.
1: And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to Episode 74. We have Dave Osborne returning, who is the president of Hike West and is the organizer of the WA Hiking Expo, which is on the 2nd of May this year. Fingers crossed. No more COVID outbreaks. (laughs) Um, So welcome, Dave. Thanks for coming in again.
2: Uh, thanks very much for having me. It's a great opportunity to talk about the expo. Thanks very much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I guess we'll start with Dave Osborne got his president of Hike West hat on instead of Walk GPS. you um, just want to give the, the listeners who maybe don't know about Hike West a run tour of what the organization is about and also their objectives?
2: Right. Well, Hike West, a lot of people probably remember it as what once was called the Federation of WA Bushwalkers. So several years ago, it used to just represent the bushwalking clubs. But in 2015, we decided to broaden the constitution so that we'd represent more fully um, bushwalkers right across the community, basically. Um, So Hike West is the peak body for bushwalking in WA uh, with a mission of promoting and fostering bushwalking
1: excellent and yeah if you haven't followed the facebook page um, go check that out and there is a website as well to let you know about events and clubs and everything
2: right except for the facebook page being down at the moment (laughs) we'll we'll get we'll get over that one you're
0: you're a news uh, organization i guess yeah well
2: (laughs) we should be flattered probably that it's been taken down you know we're obviously getting wide coverage
1: that's good yeah yeah. Yeah, and i feel that pain
0: (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, full uh. disclosure, that you, oh, Mark, yeah. okay. is a member of the... I'm an executive director of the Hike West board Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Um, so just with the Hiking Expo, could you give us just, you know, the basic information about what, what is it? Um, when is when is it happening? The, the location, the time, all the sort of basic facts. Okay.
2: Well, the timing is... Um, 2nd of May, Sunday the 2nd of May, and the the choice of that timing early, well, yeah, early into autumn, I guess, uh, was really to be clear of the school holidays, which ends the week before, and then Mother's Day the following week, so we thought that Sunday was the perfect day that people might be able to actually show up.
1: Excellent. So
2: that was the reason for the timing, and and being early, autumn, it's sort of at the start of bushwalking season, so the idea is to get people up there in the hills, and, um, if they enjoy their bushwalk, then they can go off and join a club and get in some walking in the coming season, rather than having an event at the other end when just before summer and they do a nice walk and then drop right out and forget about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that that was a reason for the timing. Mm. Um, and the location of it is up in the yeah, uh, Perth Hills Discovery Centre, which probably a lot of people will know up near Mundaring where There, mm-hmm. uh, operated managed by uh, DBCA Parks and Wildlife. And it's just within the within Bilu National Park so it's a lovely location um, yeah. and we thought that would be an ideal venue because it's got all the local bushwalking trails, the Bibbulmun track runs right through the middle basically of the centre mm. and mm. there's lots of other little loop trails that we can tie into for some guided walks during the uh, expo so
1: yeah it's a beautiful you know. piece of Mundaring as well and lots of space is that big car park, um, the the buildings there so I think it'll be yeah. a really good event. Yeah, yeah perfect time of year as well autumn the weather's starting to cool down you know a lot of the walks are especially that forest it's not really spring dependent so Mm. yeah
0: Mm. and may is sort of you know reliably good in terms of bushwalking (laughs) weather it might be a bit rainy sometimes well
2: we, we did look into that and touch wood you know for about the last 10 years there hasn't been any rain on 2nd of May so yeah uh you know sod's law it'll probably turn out yeah. be pouring but I think uh, it, it actually is it. a good weather window generally around that yeah. time so and you know a bit of rain really won't hurt us most of the most of yeah. the exhibitors will have marquees and um the guided walks area the the people will be getting together under cover there anyway so uh if there's a bit of rain it won't won't worry, I think. Yeah, as long as it's not um, the
0: nineteenth of May because it's my birthday, and oh, I always, oh, it always sp- rains on my birthday. <laughs> oh, we especially keep clear of your birthday, Donovan. We hope to see you there. Uh, um, yeah.
2: No, it's a good venue, though. Probably it's a fairly small venue. You know, we could have gone for something mm. something larger, ideally, but um, you can't have it all. You know, um, for example, John Forrest National Park. There, you've got the, uh, visitors would have had to pay the park fee to get in there for a start. Yeah, and we don't have that up where we are. Um, and it's got it's just got a good um, um, sort of venue ground. The ground areas that they up there are very good for setting up marquees and so on. Yeah. The main issue is probably parking. And uh, there, you've got uh, sort of satellite parking like at um, Frank Jacoby um, Park up the road yeah. off Mundingburra Road, so people can park there and then we are going to put on a shuttle bus. So they can oh, actually perfect. travel down the shuttle bus to get to the, if, if the main park, car park gets filled up. They can or park. they could just hike in. Or oh, you can hike in for one kilometre, yeah you know? <laughs> and find out what a one kilometre walk's like. Um,
1: so the Expo, what was the kind of like the, the genesis of this idea and wanting to put this on for everyone? Um, and also, who is it aimed at? Is it experienced walkers? Is it new walkers? Is it people who are just curious about getting into bushwalking?
2: Yeah, well, for a start, it seems something that Hike West was probably best placed of any organisation to do. You know, just by our pure the objects of the organisation, which is really to foster, promote, as I said before, yeah. bushwalking, and to help encourage new opportunities and so on for bushwalking and to increase participation that sort of thing. So it seemed like it was a should be one of our core roles to do this sort of thing. Yeah. And um, I guess in some ways, as an organisation, we've been looking to do something like this for some quite some time yeah and and if it works we'd be doing it hopefully year after year you know um so no problem finding a reason to do it yeah so it really it's a it's a wide demographic demographic if you like family groups mm. um we've got guided walks on little suit children over six years old you know the local one one kilometer walk down to the weir view mm. a local circuit walk And then, of course, we've got the harder walks, nine kilometre walk um, down around the South Ledge area, down below the dam, Uh, and that gives more of a challenge for people who are ready to do something a bit more, um, you know, take on a bit more adventure, if you like. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, and and that'll appeal to probably older people, and uh, we hope to get even the seniors along, typical bushwalking club demographic in a way. Yep. Um, So it'll be the full gamut. and there'll be activities at the expo for kids as well. So um, we're certainly trying to appeal to all ages, basically. Because
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you do get on and the Facebook group, so a lot of people asking, where can I go for, for walks with people? They're not quite sure how to start or where to start. So I think it will be good that's a for big, that type of demographic to come in and see what it's all about. That's
2: part of the motivation, you know. And, and that's another reason for that venue, too. If you can get people up to the hills that once, Mm, and they mm. find out that the 40 kilometer drive 40 50 kilometer drive from perth is not so bad after all yeah it only takes an hour at the most mm. um and there's a then you have overcome the well. first big <laughs> hurdle to participation you know they find out well heck there's lovely bushwalking up there and we, we got up there pretty easily yeah mm. then that's we've achieved something with the expo just just by doing that mm. whereas if we'd originally we thought i'd be like we might have something in king's park or something which actually you can't do because you can't do anything promotional in Kings Park anyway. Mm -hmm. But really you have to ask yourself, what what would you achieve, you know? You just show people that they can get out and walk. You don't really introduce them to the sort of opportunities that you've got up in the hills there.
0: And because it's a fairly common question, Dogs are not allowed.
2: Do- dogs, that's written specifically on the f- homepage of the. Yes. Oh, 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 you've, seen, you've noticed. Yeah, dogs, dogs. Oh, just because <laughs>
0: it's something everyone always asks can I bring my dog? And no. It's a good.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs>
0: and there's. Um,
2: there's only, there's, it's quite restrictive where you can take dogs, actually, when it comes mm. to around Perth, isn't it? Yeah. I think Whiteman Park's one where they're allowed, but um, yeah, You'd be surprised,
1: though. I finished uh, a hike uh, at the Perth Hills Discovery Centre uh, and taking my shoes off in the back of my car, and yeah. I've seen three cars rock up with their dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. People just think they can go mm-hmm. wherever they want. Yeah. Not to be, though. No.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the venue up there, that's, uh, DBCA has provided that for us, which was a a big um, kick-along for the expo, really, because, you know, not having to pay a substantial um, a venue cost, a venue fee for a start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Sport & Rec is, is um, come in with quite a bit of support financially, too. That's given us our core support to get the thing going as well. So. Excellent. Yeah, that's
0: excellent. Yeah. So once people are there, what kind of activities can they get up to? Now, you mentioned some walks... Um, yeah some short walks some long longer walks but what's the sort of smorgasbord of options mm-hmm. for the people
2: so well firstly for the walks you're right there's a whole spectrum there we're going deliberately going for the really short one round to the, down to the weir and then there's a longer 9 kilometer walk down below the weir and and a couple of social trail runs as well a uh, walk out to the Bibbulmun, one of the Bibbulmun campsites the Bull Creek campsite so that gives people a chance to have a look at what a typical Bibbulmun track campsite looks like mm-hmm. Um, that's on the walking side and then um, around the expo itself it's really shaping up well A range of the exhibitors and so on um we've got a kids activity kids nature club coming along to um i think they're calling it the beastie show the beastie show something like that where they can have giant stick insects from queensland and, and so on you know so the kids in in contact with the insects so that's something for the kids and then we're also having um Is it Kenyana? um, Yeah, Kenyana, the wildlife refuge, uh, Mm are bringing some animals into the animal uh, contact area up there. So uh, probably limited to a couple of hours um, because one of the other attractions is we're having the uh, monkey duck bush band come in for an hour and a half. So, you know, bush band band and and the animals (laughs) probably don't don't go particularly well together. So uh, we've got to work the timing on that quite carefully. So the... um, the uh, the animals will come in and then disappear just before the bush band starts up. So yeah. that's those are those activities. Um, we've got a welcome to country, of course, as well. Um, that'll be right near the start. Um, we've got about four at the moment, four guided walk operators. So they're on the commercial side. We've got three bushwalking clubs taking up um, marquees as well. Two of the bigger clubs and the Perth Bushwalkers Club and and um, and uh, W.I. Um, oh, sorry, Western Walking Club, Western Walking Club, and uh, also the WA Family Bushwalking Club. So there are three good clubs in there. Yeah. Um, another good one that we've got is um, the First Hike, First Hike Group, which is a great um, not-for-profit set up to introduce refugees, you know, young refugees to to get them outdoors and um, overcome probably the fears of a very strange, you know, different environment. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also to sort of put aside some of the issues they've come away from in mm. some of the countries i have you know, um, escaped from basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's great to have them there and that's what one of the things we're trying to do is encourage some of the not, not-for-profits to come in and um, use it as an opportunity to uh, get their message out there and let people know they exist. Mm. Um, another one signed up is the Saviour, Saviour Jarrah group um, from dwelling up Jarrahdale, so they'll have a joint marquee down there, um, probably to talk mainly about the impacts of the bauxite mining around their areas, which mm. are pretty substantial.
1: And we've also got some commercial uh, groups coming in just in case you arrive and you're not sure about what to, to do when you go hiking and what gear you need. They'll be there to provide support and obviously showcase a, a bit of what hiking gear is all about. Yeah,
2: that's exactly. We've got about ooh, four four different um, commercial gear operators at the moment. They'll all be putting on exhibitions of gear and so on. Um, and I'd have to mention, say, Complete Angler and Camping World's come in as a s- significant sponsor for us as well, which is great to have them on board. Mm. Um, there'll also be Go Camping there and um, Paddy Pellin, Wilderness Equipment. I think that's that's all the providers. But mm. a great opportunity for people to get Get an idea of what gear's around. The other other person, a group will be talking about gear, of course, is Bibble and Track Foundation. Okay. And so they'll, they'll have a marquee, in fact, they'll have a double marquee up there. So they're going to be also including um, uh, sessions on how to pack your backpack and so on, you know. So that's, okay. that's a good Excellent. one to have up there as well. I
1: hope we get Steve up there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, Steve Surtis will be an expert on that, I would imagine. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, food and
2: drink. How will and food be... and drink will be. Um, have to mention, Rotary Club of Mundeering are doing a stuart, going to be helping us in a big way with their bringing their experience on, on events, um, helping us with traffic management and so on. But also, they've got a uh, food van, so they'll bring in their food van as well.
1: Excellent.
2: Um, mm. And on top of that, we'll have a couple of separate coffee and food, smaller coffee and food vans as well. So there'll be plenty of food up there, plenty of food and drinks. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, great. Speaking
1: uh, of food and drink, <laughs> we get into our wine sponsor for the oh, evening. Oh. Ah, yes, yes. Thank you to Green Door Wines again for this is our final sponsored episode. Um, so yeah. Yep. And Jeez.
0: we s- we saved the best for last. We did.
1: Yeah. Um, what wine are we drinking tonight, Donovan?
0: Uh, so we are drinking the 2019 Spanish Steps GSM. So um, the GSM is a Grenache, Shiraz, and they say monastral, which is also known as Mouverde, I think that's how it's pronounced, <laughs> uh, I'm well, sure that with, well, we a, leave you. with more of a strong French accent. Um, it is the wine of the um, wine blend of the Rhone region, uh, Chateauneuf-du-Pape, which is a quite a famous um, famous area, is a GSM. Um, and so this, you know, the, the three grapes have different strengths and they sort of all together create, you know, a really rich tapestry mm. of flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've had their, their Grenache uh, with the, the straight Amphora Grenache a few episodes back. Mm. Um, and this has got a little bit more bite to it from the Shiraz and the Mouvet, which are much more tannic. But, um, yeah, what do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think having
1: the, the Grenache, which is kind of... It's, it's lightened up the Shiraz a lot and kind of made it into a more of a medium-bodied one, mm. I think. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they do... A lot of these really nice, intricate, delicate, like medium-body wines that are really drinkable, you know, most of, most of the year. And just when you want to step into the very heart of winter, which in Perth doesn't last very long, <laughs> yep. um, these kind of wines are, are perfect for the in-betweens.
0: Mm. I think this is the one that I'm going to do in order, and I'm going to get some of these, because yeah. I think this is my favourite of the lot. I think we saved, definitely saved the best for last Yeah, What do
1: you
2: we think don't Dave? not about bite but
0: it's very smooth <laughs> <laughs> Very smooth <laughs> um, And so if you do want to order some of these wines um, If you can hop onto the website And do an online order um, And if you use the code TRAILTALK, all one word uh, You can get 10% off your first order So that's Trail Talk, All one word uh, And that's for online orders from the Green Door website And thank
1: you to Green Door Wines for sponsoring us for four episodes. Yeah,
0: thank you very much. This has been fantastic. You lucky people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so moving back to the hiking expo. uh, So, this wasn't the first, this wasn't supposed to be the first year. Um, You had planned to do it last year. And obviously, COVID put a bit of a spanner in the works. How far along was the, the planning for that when it got cancelled and what changes have been made for what has been planned now compared to 2020?
2: Happily we were quite, well in some ways happily, we were quite a, way, quite a ways along about where we are to now and it was about this time, just a little bit later of course, that Covid shut us down. Mm. Um, for, obviously out of that, one of the big changes this year is we've got to do a Covid plan, which is about a nine to ten, 10 page document to add to all the other approvals and things we had to get through to DBCA and so on. Yeah. So that was one change, um, what were the others is we've had a chance to do more on the website so um, we were planning last year to have participants on the guided walks to be able to register online. Uh, it would have been a scramble quite frankly to get that up in time for the expo last year but it's all ready to go now so yeah. we're going to actually put that live next week. So. Anybody listening to this should, um, if they're interested in getting on one of the walks, and there's about 18 walks and and a couple of trail runs, then probably wise to get in early. Mm. Um, We've very much modelled this expo on what they've done in South Australia for several years now, very successfully, and they've in fact found with their guided walks that they're all booked up before the actual expo day. So Mm. that's what we're actually hoping to do, because of course it makes it so much more streamlined on the day rather than having people massive queues to get on the on their favorite walk and yeah. uh, mm. we want to try and avoid that if possible yeah. so we've got the you know pay online facility and everything set up and we'll probably push the button on that next week and um just hopefully they stream in just like the um exhibitors have. Yeah. yeah which should
1: be live when this episode goes
2: live yeah. so yeah <laughs> so that was one show, a couple of changes there and then the other big thing really it's given us more time to get some more funding on board because despite the fact that we've got majority of the funding through sport and rec on a basically a contract for service really uh, so it's not a so pure grant but we have to we ever have, have to deliver the product and yeah. <laughs> be accountable for it you know yeah, yeah. so we have to collect feedback at the end uh,
1: so do you think this has probably been a help or a hindrance for having a year's delay in the expo oh, I'd, I'd have to say
2: it's probably inevitably helped us you know we've just got a little bit more time last last time round we were really uh, scrambling there we started took the initiative to do the expo in about late November in 2019 and that's a very short time frame to try and get a whole expo up and running given the sort of approvals you've got to go through you know we've got to get a traffic management plan for example that's got to go through the shire you um, it takes at least a few weeks to get their traffic management drafted up and then probably another at least another three weeks to get it through the the shire yeah Mm. um and you've got to get local consents from the local local um residents and so on or land occupiers you know yeah it all takes time Mm. yeah Uh, so we're in
0: much yeah we're in much better shape this year really and Um, you you were mentioning south australia as being modeled on their hiking expo have you spoken to people there were they or did it, was it just more observing the way they did it? Yeah, early
2: on. No, we've spoken early on. And and, uh, and one of, actually, one of the um, uh, characters who's going to be helping us actually with um, some of the marquee setups and so on, he's had experience on the... He was an exhibitor over on the South Australian Expo, so he's got a fair idea how it worked for them. Yeah. Um, on top of that, apart from South Australian Expo, we've... Hike West has now been involved in, in our own... Having a site at the um, Hyde Park Fair, for example, and the Have a Go Day, which are a good way of building up some knowledge of, you know, just how to go about it. Yeah. Um, from the exhibitor end of it, but it gives you an idea also of what you know, how, how what constraints and so on, guidelines you need to put on the exhibitors. Mm. So I think we've you know, built up a bit of experience now on how to do it. Um, the, the the real crunch now is to get the the helpers that we need for the actual day itself, and I, I've no no doubts we'll get plenty of helpers by the time the date comes. But that's that's still the anxiety at this point. You know, just <laughs> yeah. just making sure you can flush them all out because no. uh, there's all sorts. We've have we have got to have uh, COVID marshals. We've got to have traffic uh, parking marshals. We've got to have um, obviously people attending the guided walks area. Um, you know and just general helpers around the site as well so it's it's quite a few hands on deck needed on the day yeah. yeah yeah
1: now skipping forward let's just say it's june 2021 we've had the expo it's all gone very well what would you like to see in the future for this given that this is year one or year one and a half um yeah. would you like to see it bigger any held anywhere else what was kind of the future for no, the Hiking that's Expo? That's the big
2: question, isn't it? Until we get the feedback from this one, really, and see how it goes, you, you can't, you know. I, I think the way things are going at the moment, it should be a big success. It will be a big success. We've got the good range of exhibitors there. We've got the clubs have come in to host, you know, and, and the trail runners to host 18 guided hike activities. So all the ingredients are there. It's just the next step is to get the people to turn up on the day, of course. Mm. Um, and you know, that that will be the test to see if they do come up from Perth. I think they will, because, um, you know, for other events at John Forest and so on, they seem to turn up on the day, so shouldn't be a worry. But yeah, it will be a matter of collecting feedback and seeing how it goes on the day, and then fine-tuning it. And hopefully it will become an annual event if it goes well. That's the way I see it. Yeah. you just got to get the feedback, basically. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. it's an excellent concept, because it's like, a, it's a celebration of hiking, and it's kind of a lot of people these days there's a hiking community online, but they may not necessarily meet. So if like the main people who hike and and whatnot meet in this one area, I think it will be a good thing to just have a celebration of what we enjoy.
0: Mm, Definitely, because I feel like while, you know, there are the clubs, there are a lot of sort of solo individual hikers who maybe this might be their first time going to an event where there are other people. Mm. Um, or there might be people who are, you know, first timers who just don't know anything about hiking. Yep. Um, as you say, like you know, they may think that Mundaring's really far, but it's not far at all. No. Um, yeah.
2: Now, hopefully, that's what I'll achieve. You know, a lot of people will get up there and just find out how they can get into groups, whether it's a um, bushwalking club or a commercial guided group. It doesn't matter to us really. You know, mm. that's as I say, we hike West has try to come from. Although we obviously look after our member clubs. And, you know, one angle there is insurance is a big thing that people used to think that's all we did was insurances for the bushwalking clubs. Mm. But that's part of broadening out. So we're trying to look at the needs right across the community. So if people don't see the club as their natural environment, if they want to just go off and do a a guided walk, for example, that's fine, you know. So this is an opportunity for the public to come up and see the different sort of um, opportunities to Mm. participate yeah Thanks. and and then to get realize that there's all these walking opportunities especially up there so close to Perth, mm. mm. and it's not just eagles view trail and john forest national Park. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know and, and the beauty of that area one thing that we've sort of highlighted through this we've got six different walk routes and they're all comp they're, they're not existing circuit walks they're all combinations of different trails you know mm. so one goes out on the billboard track and comes at back on the old catamurta track you know mm. that's a Combination that hasn't been used much, but it works really well. That's a nine kilometer walk, Mm -hmm. and then there's other walks that tie in the O'Connor Trail and the Porta Gabra Trail.
1: Um, I don't think we can call it the old Catamorda anymore because it's recently been been re signed. (laughs) Yeah, thanks to um, the trail trail runners
2: basically, friends of Catamorda have done it up, and that's great, yeah, because it's it's a nice, nice trail that one, and it's. Mm. Um, I guess the issue was it, it, it's it's a it's a through trail, you know. So it's had from, from bushwalkers' point of view, it's had that problem as a day walk. Mm. You can't really do it unless you do a big car shuffle, mm. and yeah. it's a bit
0: a bit longer than
2: it a lot of a day people would do. Exactly about twenty-two kilometres, I think. So it's thirty-four. Oh, was it not oh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's long. got some lovely section. Getting off the subject, it but it's, it is a nice nice walk, and in the, the section through the helena valley there below the dam is really nice you know yeah Yeah.
1: i think mondaring is one of those spots that once you've been it's kind of you remember it forever and you want to keep going out there and spending more time and it's great to see it from different perspectives which is what the walks give you you can go to the lookout or you can go to the Weir lookout there's the dam wall, or just the forests around there, are just fantastic.
2: Yeah, and then the bibbleman Track campsite, you know, so it's it's, it's all mm. there basically. Mm. And uh, yeah, the Mundaring Weir itself, even though it's sort of a cultural, it's not typical probably bushwalking territory if you like, but it's a a really nice sort of uh, uh, attra- a, attraction in yeah. its own right, isn't it? Yeah. It's and one then of the and prettiest. then for people to see the museum down below, they, some of the some of the walk routes come back past they meet the old uh, pumping pumping Pum station, station number one yeah, museum man. or O'Connor museum um and and that's um a nice one to drop into, you know, if not
1: on the day at another time so mm, yeah. yeah it's yeah. certainly one of the prettiest dams yeah. in w a It's not as utilitarian as some of the others yeah, <laughs> not the right. like the the real like Soviet concrete look yeah. <laughs> yeah so and being a dam, I'd have to say
2: maybe near last point, but the um, that was one of the issues because it is a dam. And it's in the um, some of these walks are on the it, just within the water catchment. So of course we did have to go through the approvals for, through Water Corp for that, and um, happily they've come back and said yes, the events can go ahead. Yeah. Um, and of course we're on existing trails, which helps. Yeah. yeah. But it's one reason. Also, we're keeping numbers down on some of the activities, so you can't have more than say, well, it'd be about sixteen or seventeen on a, an individual activity. Yeah. Because yep. uh, they have got limits on that sort of thing. So. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right, so WA Hiking Expo 2nd of May, which is a Sunday Um, if you want more information the website is wahikingexpo.com.au and we'll link that on our Facebook page, Um, so we encourage you to go and visit that, check it out book yourself into a guided walk if you're not too late and Donovan and I will be floating around on the day, so we hope to see everyone there.
2: Yeah, just have a look at that, when you go to that website, have a look at the Who's There page and that'll give you a good idea of the range of activities as well yep. and uh, check it check it day by day because it's growing all the time so yeah
1: excellent and thanks for coming on dave to excellent. let us know about the, the yeah. hiking expo and sure. also thanks for your hard work in getting this off the ground and looking forward to visiting this year and hopefully it's a tradition that continues on throughout that's the right.
2: years yeah and it'll only get easier too <laughs> it's easier <laughs> it's, it's getting it's easier this year than last year and next year if we that's that's why once you've got the foundation there i think it's so much mm. easier you know Yeah. yeah Okay. Okay. thanks thanks, thanks for
0: the opportunity. Thank you everyone for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode of Real Trail Talk, then please rate us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. Ratings really help us to reach an audience, especially those who are looking to learn about the outdoors in Western Australia and Australia in general. If you had any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at realtrailtalk or contact us through our social media channels. Thanks again and stay tuned for our next episode.